0: robot voice due to multiple strokes in 2019 that have nuked my speech and I love a doing what I do and do my best to give you the best of me I can. The incredible story of Al the man who traveled through time and space. Say what you will about the concept of time travel. Some of us may think the mere though of it is pure nonsense. Regardless of what you think, I think we can all agree that it is awfully fun to think about. Take Al Bialik's story for example. According to popular legend, in 1943. The U.S. Navy undertook secret experiments based out of the port of Philadelphia. These experiments were designed to put Einstein's unified field theory to practical use by making a naval ship invisible. While conspiracy theorists debate the existence of the Philadelphia experiment, one alleged survivor of the scientific outing, Al Bialik, maintained that the Navy's purpose was entirely different. According to Bialik, the true purpose of the Philadelphia experiment wasn't invisibility, it was time travel. In 1990, Biella claimed that he spent time in two separate periods of the future only to return to the present and tell his story. And that was just the beginning of the fantastic revelations of this totally, completely, absolutely, 100% not fake time traveler. As if someone would make that up anyway. Let's give him a listen.
1: And eventually I start seeing some very strange things on TV, I start asking questions. And uh, the first thing I noted was references geographically to the United States and I noticed severe changes in the coastlines and the interior and uh, the fact that Europe was didn't look at all like when I had remembered it and I started asking questions. What's happened? What's going, been going on? That's when they uh, said I want to see maps of what's happened and some description. I said it looks like there's been major earth changes and I said yes there have been. It all happened in the period between uh the beginning of the 21st century and basically the year 2025 now, all right what happened so they told me they showed me maps and did describe it briefly uh the east coast of the united states was rather heavily changed not as much as the west coast but neither one for that matter none of the changes i saw would uh fit some of the uh... very far out maps promulgated in the late twentieth century by various people such as the i am america group and uh... michael gordon scallion and his series of maps they were what i would consider the worst case possible scenario and it didn't happen that way but what i did see was changes in east coast uh... particularly when you went south towards where georgia carolina's georgia is the georgia coastline, uh, going inland, so that Atlanta, instead of being uh, about 100 miles from the ocean, was only three miles from the ocean. A lot of the east coast of Georgia was gone. Parts of uh, North Carolina had been chopped off. Florida was gone completely, except for the uh, area of the panhandle. Was this on the TV programs that you saw saw or or did they give you a map? I saw this in references on the TV program uh, which they showed pictures of the coastline in reference to something else that we're dealing with and I see this I said, what is this? This isn't the way I remember it. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started asking what's going on and they gave me the maps. Uh, The Gulf Coast was drastically changed. There was about a 50 mile wide swath north of where we knew the Gulf Coast to be as it is today. In the beginning of the 21st century, and uh, about 50 miles wide, was just gone. It was underwater, which means New Orleans was gone, Houston was gone, uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, was gone, as such. Though it was barely, because that's a little higher ground there. It was the lowlands that went, and I don't think it was geographic upheaval. It was just a case of the ocean waters have been rising. Uh, plus other changes. And the big change in the middle of the country was that the Mississippi became an inland waterway, and a rather wide one, all the way up to the Great Lakes, which then became one lake. Uh, Part of the original lakes disappeared, and other parts uh, sank so that you had one large lake there, which joined with the St. Lawrence Seaway, which became a very large seaway. And the the rest of the U.S., the western part, to the other side of the new Mississippi basin, if you will, was all there, essentially intact, with the exception of California and parts of Oregon and small parts of Washington. California suffered from where the San Andreas Fault came in land. San Andreas Fault cuts into California between San Francisco and San Jose. That's where it cuts inland and is no longer in the ocean, but is cutting across land. It goes down basically central California so that when you get past Los Angeles, it winds up cutting through the middle of the Salton Sea. And much of that section west of that fort line, of the San Andreas fault line, wound up in the ocean, not all of it. San Diego was gone. Parts of southern California was gone. But the strange part was where Los Angeles was, parts of it were still left. The coastal sections of beach country was gone. The beach areas were collapsed. The cliffs were collapsed. But areas of uh, the higher sections of Beverly Hills were still there. Altadena, Pasadena, was still there. Downtown uh, Los Angeles is still referred to as the island because it was on a rock. And there's literally an island there even now, though well, it's certainly not underwater. But it winds up being surrounded by water.
0: So there were a lot of changes that way. In 1990... Al claimed that he spent time in two separate periods of the future only to return to the present and tell his story. And that was just the beginning of the fantastic revelations of this totally, completely, absolutely, 100% not fake time traveler. As if someone would make that up anyway. 1. A Peculiar Child A Peculiar Child by his own words, Al Bialik was born in 1927 to an otherwise wholesome family. He says his first memory came at a Christmas party when he was just 9 months old. He found he was able to fully understand the adults talking in the room around him. Growing up, he says he was known as a walking encyclopedia, easily distinguishing himself among his classmates. 2. In the Navy, you can travel through time and space. As a young man duty called, so Al was compelled to join the Navy to help fight the Nazis. It was here that Bialik took his first trip through time. According to Bialik, he was just a lowly naval officer serving aboard the USS Eldridge in 1943. 3. the jump to 2137. in later years the eldridge would become famous for supposedly harboring the philadelphia experiment one day august 13 1943 to be exact Bielek and his brother were subject to some odd happenings aboard the ship they jumped to safety only to land in the year 2137 4. life in a futuristic hospital while in 2137 Bialik was treated for radiation injuries through a highly advanced series of treatments that relied on vibration and light What's more, the entertainment in the hospital was solely educational and news programming, the only choice of TV in the entire world 5. The Earth had undergone rapid change When Bialik landed in 2137, he discovered that geographical shifts had transformed the globe The coastlines of every continent had changed dramatically Florida had disappeared except for the penhandle easily the worst part. The Great Lakes were just one great lake. Atlanta was three miles from the Atlantic Ocean. 6. The United States was a relic. In 2137, Bialik said that the United States infrastructure had been completely destroyed. The central government was a total thing of the past. Both Canada and the U.S. were gone, ruled over with a kind of locally enforced martial law. 7. The world population diminished. According to Bialik. Around 2005, the United States and Europe had banded together to fight off the combined threat of China and Russia. The resulting war killed billions of people, the total population of the world will only be 300 million, and essentially ruined the world's governments. 8. An Unannounced Journey Forward From there, Bialik says he was sent forward to the year 2749. There he stayed for two years before being transported back to 2137 to pick up his brother, In 2749, the world had adapted the technology to build mobile, floating cities. Government of any kind was non-existent, everything was run by an AI called the Synthetic Intelligence Computer System that worked telepathically. 9. Wars were non-existent in 2749 Bialik stated that there were no wars in 2749, because according to him, wars were practically impossible. There were no military or soldiers, navy or any air force. So any conflict between countries was irrelevant. 10. Everything was run on socialist values. Bielik reported that no one needed money in 2749. Simply there was no need to have it. Everyone had their own credits, which allowed them to buy everything they wanted and wanted at any time. 11. Meeting Dr. Von Neumann. So, at this point, Bialik is sent back from 2749 to 2137 to pick up his buddy. From there the duo are transported to 1984, where they meet Dr. John von Neumann, who convinces the two men to travel back to their original time, 1943, in case you're lost, and stop the Philadelphia experiment from ever happening. The two men agreed, went back, and got the job done. 12. Learning the Real Truth After his time in the Navy, Bialik completed his education in electronics. Soon, though, he found himself contracted out to various military contractors who slowly took the young electronics whiz into their confidence. They revealed to him that the U.S. military was actively involved in adapting alien technology and forwarding research on psychic operation. Soon after, Bielik was recruited by the Montauk Project. 13. Keeping Undercover in California Though Bielik was working a job in California, His importance to the Montauk project was so great that he was given access to the super-secret network of high-speed trains running under the country. This allowed him to work his normal job during business hours and then moonlight in Montauk for the government. Of course, once the time tunnel was perfected, he could just teleport back and forth, obviously. 14. More Journeys in Time Travel Throughout the 1970s, Bialik was the program director for the psychics who worked in Montauk. In that capacity, Bialik exerted considerable control over the project and was even afforded some first-rate business trips 8. An Unannounced Journey Forward From there, Bialik says he was sent forward to the year 2749. There he stayed for two years before being transported back to 2137 to pick up his brother. In 2749, the world had adapted the technology to build mobile, floating cities. Government of any kind was non-existent. Everything was run by an AI called the Synthetic Intelligence Computer System that worked telepathically. 9. Wars were non-existent in 2749. Bialik stated that there were no wars in 2749, because according to him, wars were practically impossible. There were no military or soldiers, Navy or any Air Force, so any conflict between countries was irrelevant. 10. Everything was run on socialist values. Bialik reported that no one needed money in 2749, simply there was no need to have it. Everyone had their own credits, which allowed them to buy everything they wanted and wanted at any time. 11. Meeting Dr. Von Neumann So, at this point, Bielek is sent back from 2749 to 2137 to pick up his buddy. From there, the duo are transported to 1984, where they meet Dr. John Von Neumann. Who convinces the two men to travel back to their original time 1943 in case you're lost and stop the philadelphia experiment from ever happening the two men agreed went back and got the job done 12. learning the real truth after his time in the navy bialik completed his education in electronics soon though he found himself contracted out to various military contractors who slowly took the young electronics whiz into their confidence they revealed to him that the U.S. military was actively involved in adapting alien technology and forwarding research on psychic operation. Soon after, Bielik was recruited by the Montauk Project. 13. Keeping undercover in California Though Bielik was working a job in California, his importance to the Montauk Project was so great that he was given access to the super-secret network of high-speed trains running under the country. This allowed him to work his normal job during business hours and then moonlight in Montauk for the government. Of course, once the time tunnel was perfected, he could just teleport back and forth, obviously. 14. More Journeys in Time Travel Throughout the 1970s, Bielik was the program director for the psychics who worked in Montauk. In that capacity, Bielik exerted considerable control over the project and was even afforded some first-rate business trips. 15. He Went to Mars Baelic went to Mars on several occasions. He remembers several other trips he took with teams to a research station in 100,000 BC, other planets to get canisters filled with light and dark energy, and to the year 6037. 16. Going public ruined the whole thing. Once Baelic went public with his extraordinary adventures, the government sadly disavowed him. They didn't even do him the dignity of calling him a crazy kook. They simply let him lecture and talk because, well, Maybe he was a crazy old kook, who also believed his real name was Edward Cameron and that he'd been living for more than a hundred years. 17. Why he wasn't harmed by the government. Bialik believes he has not been harmed or stopped because his time-traveling experiences locked him into this timeline. Somehow, by being here today, he, among others in the program, served to balance the effects they produced from prior time-traveling experiments. 18. Oh, one quick thing. It just so happened that the time travel to which Bialik was subjected in 1943 sounds an awful lot like the setup for 1984's The Philadelphia Experiment, a movie in which a couple of sailors serving aboard the USS Eldridge are flung forward through time. Admittedly, Bialik's story differs pretty substantially from the plot of that movie from there onward, but he did have about six years to flesh out his backstory once he got some inspiration. 19. Even some crazy people don't believe Bialik's story. In the years since Al Bielek's 1990 confessions, the conspiracy community has been abuzz with his reputed version of the events. Of course, his story has drawn some criticism even among his own, can we call them colleagues? For instance, one site has devoted countless hours to proving that Bielek had nothing to do with the Philadelphia Experiment. 20. But, the Philadelphia Experiment was real. The site that debunks Bielik's stories doesn't refute the fact of the Philadelphia Experiment's existence. Only that an exhaustive line-by-line inspection of Bialik's entire history of speeches was needed in order to prove he had no part in it. Because Bialik's story was so airtight otherwise. 21. Further Philadelphia Experiment Reading If you're unfamiliar with the whole Philadelphia Experiment thing, there's much more to the cover-up than Bialik's story. In fact, most people think that the original Philadelphia Experiment idea came from a man named Carlos Allende. Who wrote a series of particularly eloquent letters to writer Morris K. Jessup in 1956. Allen's version of events cast Einstein as a bit more of a mad scientist type than history remembers. According to Allende, Einstein used the US Navy to accomplish his own ends. The government itself reportedly had no clue that time travel experiments were being done. Allende was all too happy to confess that the whole thing was a delusional hoax later in life. 22. Al passed away in 2011, Bialik died on October 10, 2011 in Guadalajara, Mexico. Al was 84 years old and was buried at a local cemetery in Guadalajara. Al Bialik's birth certificate is dated March 31, 1927, but whether he was born on that date or not depends on how much of Al's story you are willing to believe. He has always maintained that his real identity is that of Edward Cameron, son of a career naval officer, and that he had been regressed back in time to that of a 9-month-old baby in California in December 1927 where he was raised as Al Bialik by Arthur E. and Albertina Bialik. No matter what, it's a good story. Maybe not for those of us who will be alive to go through the worst of it if he is right. Could he be right? Only time will tell. Do you have a video or story that you would like to have posted? Email me. If you have a story and are able to record audio that would be preferred but not a must. I use the robot voice because my speech was nuked by multiple strokes in 2019. I look forward to hearing from you.